Hey guys, it's Brendan Ayer. Before we get started, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe, rate it, review it, all that stuff helps. Follow us on social media, Shit Brains Show on every platform. We even got YouTube, we got a Facebook group. Uh, and if you want bonus content, go to patreon.com slash shitbrainsshow. And if you have questions you want answered on the podcast, hit up shitbrainsshow at gmail.com. Enjoy the program. My brain is shit, man. It's shitty. Like it, it doesn't function properly. It just does whatever it wants. Life's still pretty good. This is shit, buddies. What'd you say? Yeah, I'm rolling right now. Oh, thanks for the fucking heads up, man. We're uh, two seconds. Shut up. We're Wait. two seconds. Uh, you can't just spring that on us, yeah. Jeremy. Welcome to the Shit Brains <laughs> show, uh, you shit brains. Um, you know, where we sometimes talk about mental health, uh, whatever else is on our minds. We A lot of people compare us to Lester Holt. Uh <laughs> The, many uh, people. Many people. I'm here as always with Jimmy Graham. Jimmy, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Fucking a little beat up after this weekend. All right, we're going to get into mm-hmm. that. Uh, but first, I'd like to introduce our guest. I'm uh, super excited to have a guy here today. Uh, you were an inspiration to me when I started because you hadn't been doing it that that much longer than me, but you were already working. And that was very impressive to me to see a guy getting paid. Uh, uh, and so we, I'm here. We're joined with a fantastic stand-up comedian and the co-host of the Alan Cox Show on uh, WMMS uh, here in Cleveland, Bill Squire. Bill, how you doing, man? Hey, thanks, man. When did you start? Because I feel like I was maybe four years in. Or yeah, so. you were in. You were. You were. You were yeah. like a road, a solid road feature. I yeah. started. I've, I have like eleven years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it. I've been. Oh man, I've been doing it seventeen now. So yeah. I was, oh. So maybe I have like twelve. Yeah, but, but like you were, you were like a solid road. So you have been doing it a lot. Like, I've been doing it a long time. Yeah, yeah. seventeen. Jesus. Yeah, right. I started May of two thousand four, and uh, just that was like my goal was just to never have a regular job. Right. And so, and, and that kind of hurt me at times because I'd always take money over festivals and stuff like that. Right. Because I also got married pretty young into a situation where I had stepkids, but I was like providing right. for them right which didn't, no one asked me to do it just felt like the thing to do right uh and so if it was like oh go to this festival or go make you know a thousand dollars maybe doing you know feature work with selling merch i'm like oh, i gotta go make the money right. i don't see how that fucks you i think that that's very no smart. but it does no it does <laughs> that's that's what sucks the networking part business. of it yeah. well because like and i see it happen to and i won't name names but i do see certain guys here in cleveland and they they whether they're my favorite comic or not doesn't matter but like i see guys that will go take cruise ship work Mm -hmm. as young guys instead of going to new york and losing money for a little bit and fucking living off a credit card and but getting that tv credit that allows you later on to bump up to bigger stuff. Like, so yeah. I, I do think I totally understand what you're saying because I see it happen a lot where it's like you get in that situation, you're like, you start working, and mm-hmm. once you are making the money, like I've seen it happen to guys where they're like, fuck this, I'm not moving to New York, I'm not moving to LA, there's no money there. Like, I'm already making money, you know? Like, right. And then also just the attitude that you have to have in a city like New York where you really have to be 
all out for yourself. Yeah. And I'm not good at that. No. Yeah. So when I do comedy around here, I can do shows that I'm bringing people on and and help the scene. So like yeah. if I, I I'm actually starting a new uh, weekly show in Tremont here at High and Dry, and I'm excited about that because it gives us a place. I know how to run a good show. I know how to put together a show that's going to have an audience where we can go. And you know, if you're in town, you can do. 15 minutes 20 minutes to, to work on stuff to see if it works on the road right and it's not just some shitty open mic it's a, it's a well-produced good show and i like things like that yeah yeah and you get that in new york it's literally just like we just need names we need names we need names right. it's you know and there 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 are people that will bring you on to shows and stuff, but it's just it's a lot more taxing if you're not someone that's constantly like, hey, I'm me, I'm me, I'm me. Like, I need right. you to put me on. Right. I Like, I often feel like – now, first of all, I should, in defense of New York and L.A., I should say – Fuck you, liberal pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should say I hope you fall into the ocean. No, yeah. I, I did – I was able to um, get up way more than yep. I would have um, – in Cleveland. Now, was that stage time better quality wise? Mostly not, you mm-hmm. know? And like a lot of times I learned later on, a lot of times it, it was I was better served staying home and writing than going to some of those op- New York open mics. But, you know, I made, I made, it's, I, I networked and like I met people and I was able to get some TV stuff. But, is to what Bill's saying about having to be out totally out for yourself. It's 100% true and I feel like I honestly believe this and this this could be like just delusional, but I feel like if I could have like sat in a chair and played my car- career like a video game instead of actually having to do it and like feel the consequences yeah i think i could be famous right now because i i would have just fucked everyone over and been a dick and yeah. gone, hung out all the time and yelled out shit and mm-hmm. been like the loudest the squeakiest fucking the wheel, wheel. Yeah. and those are the guys that kind of like blow up yeah, well, yeah. And, and that's one of those things because i'm on the alan cox show yeah. and you know that that puts me in a very nice place like i i, I like doing talk radio yeah uh, I work with people that I love. Like it's a really fun show, but there are definitely people that hate me on that show, and so they will always come at me in different ways. And one of the ways they like to try and come at me is to tell me that I'm some sort of failure as a stand-up comedian, right? Because I'm not super famous, and that hurts my feelings because of how many great comics I know that are not super famous. I'm like, you guys haven't understand. Like, you're you're shitting on me right now, but you're shitting on a million fantastic comics because you think that the only way you're successful as a comic is if you are a household name. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Like it's, it's incredible. The amount of guys I know that make really good livings, Mm -hmm. really good livings. Then no one knows who they are. Ted, Ted Alexander is a great example of that. This is the dude that opens for Jim Gaffigan and he does. He used to go out and do more headlining shows, but like he's he's figured out a way to do well for himself without burning himself out. Right. And he now he's got a family, and he's he's you know, it's you look at a guy like that and go, oh, I would love to have that. Yeah. 
And, you know, you look at the Jim Gaffigan thing, you're like, oh, he's, that's great too, but that's so unobtainable. Right. But you can look at Ted Alexander and be like, I I might be able to do something like that. Not even saying like I'm as good as him or anything like that, but I, I, I feel like I can, you know, I can carve out a life for myself while doing comedy and that's the goal you gotta sometimes gotta start a mental health podcast and (laughs) shoot up to super stardom (laughs) well i love this podcast oh thanks (laughs) it's great man Uh, yours is great too uh you've never listened that's true (laughs) (laughs) um similarly like um i when i started on the road i opened for greg warren Mm -hmm. now some people might know greg warren but he's like ted alexander probably he's not a household name you know but greg has just like seven or eight solid albums that are all clean and they're all in rotation on satellite radio. Yeah. And it's like when you have that amount of material in heavy rotation, it's like you're making a lot of money. You're making a lot of money. Honestly, I don't know how satellite pays the money that they pay. I have no idea. It's insane. I mean, I know it's an expensive subscription, but it's like – what? Well, yeah. it, you, did, you just put out a clean album. Yeah, they took man, that was a fucking kick in the dick. How many did they take? How many tracks? Two tracks out of the entire album. Doesn't matter, Fuck. dude. Doesn't yeah. matter. You could. I make all my money off. I may. I mean, my shit's starting to slow down because I um, put the album out a while ago. But I made. All, they took. They took like nineteen tracks. Yeah. I make all my money off four tracks, yeah. and and seventy five percent of my money off one track. Yeah. So two tracks is fine. Lunch I, I know, but it's still like no. Surprisingly, some dumbass saluting cat some joke f- that I don't <laughs> like to do. <laughs> it's, one, it's one of those things where, and then you see what like other people have done, and like they, they took Mary's entire album, right? And so you go, well, that's and, and it's great for her. But then when you go, okay, she took her album, I should be good, and they take two, and you're like, oh, it's not as good. As one. And you right. try to not compare yourself because I'm not trying to take anything away from Mary. Her album's fucking great right. start to finish i was like i think mine's great start to finish and they're like well you're a white male sure <laughs> you we don't sure. really know you do you're you remember two when, tracks <laughs> you remember when uh that they brought in that uh the guy to do mary's album he did your album too yeah. but he was like he's like yeah you know we're gonna record your sets maybe you know maybe they might want to pick something up so if you want to you know maybe be clean <laughs> i just go out and i'm like fucking cut <laughs> <Yeah>. instantly <laughs> by the way what's the what's the name of your album so people can uh it's it out. called bam 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 and okay. what i'm gonna do i have a bunch of old albums that i recorded yeah. myself i'm gonna submit those and maybe get some more on dude yeah right now that I, like i got an info on how to do it now, yeah so. i mean i people will take it and the nice part I mean, the nice part about, I mean, not to get too into industry stuff, that yeah. People don't need to hear, but nice part about probably those old albums, you'll probably get double if they take them because there's a, there's a artist yeah. side of the royalties and yeah. a producer side of the royalties. Right. And if you did them yourself, you get both. Which, so. which is what, there's some tracks, and I shouldn't even probably talk about this, <laughs> but there's tracks on those old albums where, like, if I were to get, SNL, they'd be like, "Oh no, you didn't!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they play this track, yeah. uh, and they'd be like, eh, "It seems like he's pretty racist." And I'm like, "That's not the satire gets lost on some people." Yeah. But it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then I look, go back and listen to it. And I'm like, eh. "Like it's funny because I'll listen. I, I I forgot about this track, but it was yeah. blowing up uh, on Pandora. Right. Like it was getting all. The, and I'm like, "What is that one about?" And I go back and I listen to it, uh, and. It's pretty – it's basically like knocking down stereotypes and, and just saying like how, how 
stupid stereotypes are dumb because we all like those things or we all do those things. Yeah. Uh, but then also being pretty racist at the same time. But I was <laughs> yeah, also like, they, I'm like the tw- way you explained it. <laughs> it sounds very tame. I'm, I'm, like- I'm 27 years old doing this. Like it, VFWs on the yeah. road. So like it was killing it. Yeah, so I'm like, it's great. Obviously right. this is a brilliant drug. And then I listen to it now. And it's like, uh, and I say something like Asians drive better when they're drunk, something like that. Like yeah, 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 yeah. shitty cheap jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it, you know, in the country right now, there's a lot of people that are looking for that kind of, so they're just thumbing it up on Pandora. Right. right. You're killing it. Now. Yeah. yeah. You just go uh, Owen Benjamin route. <laughs> yeah. um, but then they get mad. Cause then they go listen to my other stuff. And they're like, this isn't the same anymore. This is what? not the guy that hates Asians. <laughs> <laughs> this guy actually seems to be pretty open minded. What, what, what is he? What are you well adjusted or something? <laughs> yeah. now? What are you just, you just growing as a human as you yeah. get older. Um, but so, so <laughs> speaking of uh, offensive jokes, Jimmy sent me a tweet, which by the way, I'm mad at you about. Because, Why? Because you can see that kind of shit and it doesn't ruin your day. I saw it and I got so mad. I was mad for two days. Uh, 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 this is it. That's what? the solution. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just, don't drink anymore. Yeah. Zonk out. I get so mad. Um, uh, uh, Jeremy, uh, by the way, we're, we're coming at you, uh, from Golden Ox Studios, Jeremy Demery behind the boards. He'll probably chime in <laughs> at some point with something fucking stupid. So this is a, Jimmy sends me this, uh, tweet that's, that's blowing up. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's got like, at the time, I think it had even more, but it's from a guy named, uh, Donovan parentheses Crip Daddy uh, handicap emoji uh, at real young Crip. Uh, <laughs> but he's not just using the handicap emoji. That's like the basic one. It's like the athletic one where the arms are cocked back. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, motherfucker, it's you're not. You, you got the motorized wheelchair. Yeah. And I will say that this one fucking surprised me because this has uh, Jimmy's going to love this tweet written all over it, just based off of the guy yeah. in a wheelchair. Um, then it takes a turn. So, so, um, and this is already, already when Jimmy sent this to me, I'm mad because uh, I read, uh, his, the tweet is, I used my first official comedy gig as an opportunity <laughs> to open up and share some advice with everyone. Okay, play the, play, play uh, uh, Donovan Crip Daddy's set. More often times than not when people find out that this is what they want to do, they give me that same old fucking kind of reaction that's always like oh wow <laughs> look at you good for you that's so brave and let me tell you man when you're in the position of me in life <laughs> I cripple <laughs> and you hear those words uh, it can't help but make you feel a little bad for them do you know how fucking sad and pathetic and unfulfilled your life has to be in order to find a guy in his late 20s doing stand-up brave? Just give up. That's my little piece of advice from me to you. If you think what I'm doing right now is brave, kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Not on this mental health podcast. There's no saving... Whatever remnants of a life you have, it's not going to get better. Don't let people lie to you. Fucking kill yourself. All right, stop it. Stop that. So this is why I hate this 
motherfucker. This makes me so mad. And I'll it's tell not because he started 4chan? <laughs> <laughs> he does. So for those of you not watching, he looks like the guy from the QAnon documentary. He's got the little, he's got the fucking wheelchair that's like with the booster seat. Even the you're voice. not only crippled, you're like midgetized. Your you know arms what I mean? don't work. And this, and is what, like this. this is why I fucking hate this shit because, first of all, I have absolutely no problem with uh, someone disabled doing comedy and I have no problem with them making the comedy about themselves being disabled I could care less there's a couple things going on here first of all I have a huge pet peeve of people thinking a joke is and there's a there's so many of these people there are a ton of them in New York people thinking a joke is if you do this Kill yourself. Yeah. You haven't written a joke. Fuck you. You haven't written it. Like, that's not a punchline. It's not clever. Like, I just hate that in general. It's the on crack. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. The early 2000s. Exactly. When when we started doing comedy, there's like, it was like, yeah. If I was on crack, like, (laughs) that would be like, yeah. Did you vote for George W. Bush? Yeah. Because I was on crack. Like, yeah. Or like, or they would say, like, uh, uh, or they, or even they'd use it on crack as like, uh, like a giant water gun would be like it was like a super soaker on crack. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like they do shit like that. Mm-hmm. But so first of all, I hate the. But second of all, here's the really, it's fucking pandering bullshit. Yes, because here's what here's why it makes me mad. He's saying that he wants to be treated normally, right? Mm-hmm. He's saying like, oh, you're calling me brave. What's brave to want to do? It's brave. First of all, it is brave. It's brave for anyone who wants to do stand up, and it's brave for someone who is disabled, especially to do stand up. Because, but, but that's besides the point. You're saying kill yourself because you shouldn't call say I'm any different. I'm just a guy in my twenties trying to do stand up. But then it's so fucking hypocritical because if he was a guy in his twenties just trying to do stand up, the joke wouldn't work. You know what I mean? The right, joke right. only works because it's brave. Because you're in a fucking yes. Because you're crippled. Like it's just this, it's <laughs> so you admit that the joke works. The joke works for sure. I mean, it killed. It yeah. killed. And there's yeah. like legitimate comics yeah. in the comments like loving it. Yeah. You know, like. But to me, I'm like, really, we need we need to go through their profiles and then find out what joke that they have that doesn't have a real punchline. Really, just well, <laughs> but it's also, just it's, crack down on these uh, kill yourself type punchlines. Yeah, it's also like it's 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 not. It's a, what do you call? It's like you know, I guess uh, uh, you know, with with Norm Macdonald dying recently, like he was always such a proponent of like your job is to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like you don't like you're not there to teach them. You're not there for fucking to be the smartest guy yeah. in the. You're not there to make a point. Be fucking. Fu- I hate that clapter, like pandering bullshit. Where he's, it, it's just like. I also feel like he fucking in that situation. He's like hijacking the laughs because it's rude to not laugh at that fucking. Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole thing's guy. fucked up. It, the whole thing. The whole premise is false too. Because it's like, oh, people tell me this, and it's like, who, who told you that, man? Nobody fucking told you that. Like, your friends are just like, how brave. Like, what your are you first time about? on stage. Yeah, dude. it's your first yeah. time on you stage. Fucking yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, it, yeah. Jimmy <laughs> yeah, really you know, seems to hate. We, we definitely, <laughs> as a bunch of veteran comics, we're doing a good job of taking down this guy who's done comedy one time. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's <laughs> only, it's yeah. only that he's like blowing up, and Jimmy 
sent to me. Yeah. And he's like very cocky in the comments. He's like mad at people in the comments. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's but that's the. I mean, there's not really a comparison to that anymore. Like, right. th- like when you started comedy, you didn't like you'd have those guys, but they'd just be cocky for like being able to get people to come to shows, right? right. Like uh, when, but now that you can go viral from a comedy clip, and then people are like, I got all these followers. I'm like, but what are they gonna do when they come out to see you? Like, are you going to be able to... Are you going to be able to do it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going like, to be able to fucking do it. That's like, the question. A good example, like Jason Banks, he blew up doing those sketches, and then people come out to see his stand-up, and they're like, oh, shit, this guy's... He's good. ...fucking great yeah. at stand... Like, that... Yeah. It's better than his sketches. Right. And so they get, like, a nice treat, but there's plenty of YouTubers and stuff like that where they get there, and they're excited because they're seeing a famous person to them, but... They're kind of lying to themselves, right? Where exactly. they're going like that was so much the, fun. You're the, going, yeah, was it really, or did you just enjoy seeing and someone? The that smart you ones, know? the smart ones, know mm, that was bad. That was bad. I've yeah. always wanted to. Uh, I've always wanted to do this. Like first year, first six month comedians when they like right when they they get the delusion right and like they're like, yeah, man, I got fucking, I got to do an hour right now, yeah, and just give them a fucking hour. Promote the fuck out of it. Pack the house out yeah. and just go, here you go. Like, here's right. your night. And just watch it you, every time. It- you usually don't even have to do that. Give them a hosting gig. Yeah, right. one hosting <laughs> gig. Yeah. One hosting gig at a real club, and that humbles people real fast. Real yeah. fast, yeah. Uh, I, I did. I mean, we all have our delusions, though. Like, I remember, so I moved to New York in 2000, was it eight or seven? And I was only there for, like, a little bit because right. it, it just was – I was working the road a lot then. Right. And I was just like, well, that's where I'm making my money, so it doesn't right. make sense. Uh, but I – the first week that I moved there, Opie and Anthony were having a comedy contest in Philly called the Car Crash Comedy Contest. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to go to Philly. I'm going to win this Car Crash Comedy Contest. I'm going to be on the virus tour. And then be things are the just going to be fucking – no problem. Like, I'm going to just fucking coast from there. And I get there. I take the train from New York to Philly. I go up. I'm the first one there. I get there, like, hours before it starts. Like, sure. I'm, I got that all that young comedy yeah. energy where I could yeah. do anything. Uh, and then I walk out on stage. And as I say my first joke, I get hit with the reality of what a Philly Opie and Anthony fan is. <laughs> oh, fuck. Were you, were you, was that the Burr one? It was th- that was the next night. Yeah. Oh no! Shit. That, it was yeah. literally you literally had to be Bill Burr to yeah. take handle yeah. those fans. And yeah. I, I'm like three years, four years in the comedy at this point. Yeah, cocky as fuck. And I, I start with one joke, and it, like it, they're just screaming at sure. me. We want to kill you. We fucking hate you. Right. We want to fuck your mom. <laughs> like just screaming stuff. Yeah. Good guys. Yeah, yeah good guys. And then uh, and. I I got one joke over that Anthony liked, so yeah. that that saved me. But then the rest of it was just more screaming and and you know just slurs and shit like that. Yeah. And so, but like I walked off the stage, out of the venue, bought an Excella ticket to get back to New York because I didn't even want to hang out and like right. like yeah, yeah, watch it, watch yeah. it or anything because I was so destroyed. But because I'm like that was my whole plan. I'm yeah. like this is how I'm gonna get like like. Because I would listen to Opie and Anthony on the road, and like yeah. I was, I was pretty invested in a lot of those comics. I like those comedians like Patrice and Bill Burr right. and and all those sure. guys. And so when I got rejected, it just crushed me. And so like I got home before the episode of 
that episode was even over. <laughs> like, I was already back in my apartment in Queens at like nine thirty. Yeah, that's fucking nutsy. Like that second night with Burr. That's like one of like the most famous stand up sets. Yeah, anyway. I mean, yeah. It's, it's 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 up and it there. It's similar to Bill's um, confidence. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, well, dude. I did end up winning the contest a few years later, but that's sick. Yeah, nice. yeah. It's similar to, um, and my confidence is all ruined for different reasons now. Yeah, <laughs> I remember what it's that you know, Burr's set was similar to, um, uh, fucking, uh, oh, I'm blanking. Um, well, I remember the one time I did the Apollo and bombed and then Bernie Mac came out the next day and was like, I ain't scared. Of you <laughs> I was going to say, it was like the Bernie Mac. Yeah. yeah. I ain't scared. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite all time. I've been rewatching the Bernie because Mac you, show, dude. Like, and Bernie Mac holds up. Yeah. Bernie Mac was like a great comic, but during that set that I ain't scared. You watch it. And you're yeah. like, these jokes aren't that good. Yeah. Like he's murdering. Yeah. And you're like, does pussy taste like pumpkin pie? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah. Where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, uh, but but that's murder. That's the crowd though. You, right, you're right. playing he to that what crowd. He, was doing. he knew he what knew he was exactly doing. What he was you doing don't that. have to be clever. You just no. have to be confident. No. And like, I, t- <laughs> I take my dick out. This whole room gets dark. <laughs> uh, I'm you, blessed. Yeah, yeah, I'm blessed. That sucks. Um, so DJ, yeah, yeah. kick it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's that rules. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, look up Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. Yeah. So what happened was, and it's kind of famous, Bernie Mac. So the, it was just a rough night at the Apollo. Everyone was bombing. It was like a Def Jam show. Everyone was bombing, and the crowd was just fucking brutal and bernie mac bernie mac didn't make it until he was older so he was probably 40 at that set maybe a little younger but he was like living in his car he was kind of destitute and he kind of knew like this was his shot so he just went out there and fucking (laughs) murdered and just kept telling the crowd he wasn't afraid of him and it's like it's one of the greatest stand-up sets to watch but we got to get we got to get down to business bill uh, um, enough comedy talk. Uh, you, so you grew up Mormon, yes. right? Like how Mormon? So I grew up in Cleveland area. Like right. I grew up in Medina, was born in Berea. Like, yeah. so not as Mormon as someone that grew up in Utah. Sure. But it was in some ways more drilled into me because if you grew up in uh, Utah, there's going to be other Mormon kids that are doing bad sure, stuff. Sure, I didn't have that experience. I, I, I thought all the other Mormon kids were just as Mormon as me. Right. And, the, and then you find out years later, like, oh, they were all fucking around doing, but we right. just didn't do it around each other. Right. So there was just a lot of pressure to go on a Mormon mission. Like, that was kind of the one thing that they go, once you, you know, once you're 19 years old, you got to go on a Mormon mission. Right. You got to go on a Mormon mission. You got to do that for two years. And so that kind of fucked my brain up where it's like, I'm not even going to try in school or anything like that because I know if I get into a college, I got to leave after a year. Right. Like it just, it just really. Oh, I've never thought of that good yeah. part of the it. mission. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, I knew it interrupted college, but I've never thought of it taking away the motivation. Yeah. That's really interesting. It, it, like it, it completely sapped me of any motivation yeah. for anything because I was just, I, I didn't feel. Like, there was any reason to try and start my life until, like, because they kind of, like, you're not a fully formed person until you do this. Right. So until those two years were up, I, I had no idea who I was going to be or anything like that. So I, I was 
really just pretty avoidant of it. Like where I was just like, yeah, I did live this double life where I, I would do some stuff. I was never like drugs or yeah. anything like that, but like sex was always very intriguing to me. Right. Uh, ladies. Yeah. Ladies. And, uh, then I just liked having fun and like laughing. So comedy was like my, my drug and my mm-hmm. parents would be like, Oh, you're not, we're not allowed to watch the Simpsons. We're not allowed to watch radar movies. Right. And I loved them. Like yeah, I loved right, the, right. like the Simpsons and just, and it wasn't even just like gross out humor, but just different ways of thinking. Right. So right. you you get these ideas drilled into your head from religion where it's all about choosing the right thing to do, to to be on God's side. And then people make jokes about it and and you're like, okay, this is a joke about religion, but it's also telling me that this religion thing might be kind of a scam. It's intermission time. Hey guys, it's Brendan. Sorry to interrupt. I just have to tell you, if you like the show, we do a bonus episode every week, plus tons of other content. Go to patreon.com slash shitbrainsshow. All right, back to the action. We're happy to have you with us tonight and hope you'll come back often. Right, right, right. So you, so you, so like early on you were questioning, questioning it. Yeah, and it was just... It was questioning it, but then you just kind of reconcile it because you're just trying to make your parents happy. Sure, yeah. But then as you get like a little bit older, like in high school, definitely towards the end of high school, as the mission got closer, you, you start getting even more and more like confused about why things are the way they are and, you know, just just religion and God in general. So it wasn't even just about my church. It sure, was about any like church. Yeah. any church. And I'm like, well, so there's a like lot of magic underwear. Yeah. Well, there's like a lot of answer or a lot of questions without answers and but like and then when you bring up like the magic underwear that was something that was presented to me my whole life so when people like it's so weird i'm like it is to you but to me it was just what my parents wore right so it's like not like like everybody's like it's this crazy thing i'm like it's just like a t-shirt and like long uh like bo- they basically invented boxer briefs, right? So you got to thank them for that. Thank you. Well, <laughs> if, if Mormons are interesting because, like, I think you're the only Mormon Mormon I know. Because it, Mormons are interesting because, like, I I I I find out, you know, their beliefs and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that's crazy. Yeah. But I've kind of met a lot of Mormons, and they have always been like the nicest people I've ever met. You know, it's yeah. interesting. And like, not in a way where I'm like, oh, these guys are nice, but like, I think they're up to something. No, More like, I think they're, they're pretty genuine people. Yeah. yeah, I think they're genuinely wholesome. Like, and, now, and that's why it's so hard to leave the church because yeah. you're like, these are nice, sweet people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what has seemed to happen with the church since I've left is you're getting two factions of the, the church that are, the Trump Mormons, and then like the ones that are like, "Whoa, he doesn't really line up with our values, yeah. guys." And it's Sunni real and weird. Shia. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, so it's it's you get your nine eleven Mormons. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> so uh, it's sorry. pretty weird, but and then like the more I've learned about the church from people that aren't Mormon, like I listened to the whole last podcast on the left series about Mormonism, yeah. and I was like, well, this is stuff that they did a pretty good job of keeping from us. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, like I never knew that Joseph Smith was a failed magician. Right. Oh, that's, yeah. he- that's hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's not somebody that you – like, you're not going to tell anybody that yeah. because that's – 
It's also yeah, funny because it's like, is he a failed magician or is he the most successful magician? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, him and he, him and L. Ron Hubbard. He, he yeah, failed at some small tricks, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, he might not have the best sleight of hand. But yeah. uh, his his ability to uh, dazzle the mind yeah. was up there. It was interesting. I I was in Provo recently, and um, nice brag, like. <laughs> Like if you didn't, if you didn't know, because I've been in Salt Lake City, and Salt Lake mm. City is a cool town, and it's like you know, there's a lot of Mormons, but I think it's like thirty five percent or mm-hmm. something like that. Provo, you know, because Brigham Young Brigham, is yeah, there. Yeah. It, it, Provo is, I think, like ninety four percent. And if you didn't know that, you would think you would you would be freaked out. Like something's just off and you can't put your finger on. It. And what it is, is just, it's like too clean. Mm-hmm. It's too, like everyone's too nice. Like everyone sort of looks the same. Everyone's yeah. hair is calm. Like, like it's like a Stepford no, Wives yeah. thing where and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, but I, I knew that. So I kind of knew what was happening, but it, it it is, it's interesting. And so what. So let's, you, while we're on Provo, I lived there for a summer so is that where I, the training happens? Well, that that was a couple of years later. Okay. But like after I was out of high school, but I wasn't even really out because I didn't graduate from high school. Yeah. Hmm. So I was waiting for like I had to do the summer correspondence course, and but my parents found this program with the church where they're like, hey, we'll let your kid come and do some classes at Brigham Young just to kind of help write the ship to help get them oh, back nice. on track. So I signed up for like an acting class and then my mom made me sign up for like a missionary preparedness class. So and I couldn't even find the the acting class. Like I couldn't find which building it was in. Yeah. So I just dropped that one. And then <laughs> and then the the other class I went I think three times for like a whole summer. Yeah. And uh and when I like they sent the grade out, I just stole the mail, and my mom right. never. So what? So like, what? but like, I spent that whole summer just on a like I couldn't get a job because I was in this building that was not near anything. I didn't have a car, right? Uh, and like, so I just spent the whole summer just, and and I lived with my brother, but it was like this house of six people. Yeah. And it was just it was the weirdest something like and I was like, what am I doing out here? This is so fucking stupid. I love like just how easily you gave up. I've been doing that more in my life. Like as soon as something's like a little inconvenient, I'm like, fuck this, I'm done. Well, yeah, I, yeah, can't I find the building, so I'm like, out. At that point, were you already over? Was it was it was it because it was school or was it because it was Mormon? Like what? it was a little of both. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was because Mormon. It was school, and it's not something that I want to do. Right. And and that's like the thing that my parents noticed. They go, "Hey, how come when you want to do something, you throw yourself at it so hard?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe because all the things you guys ever wanted me to do have had." I've shown no interest in. Right. I so you like, just try yeah. to push me in this direction. Like Boy Scouts was a big thing for our family. Right. And so I like we had to get your Eagle Scout before you could get your driver's license. And so I had everything done before I was 16 years old because I wanted my driver's right. license because I wanted more freedom. And they're like, you, you were so good at Boy Scouts. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't like it. Right. Do you understand that? Like I w- it was a means to an end. Right. And they're like, oh, I guess. But when you have five children – you're not paying that close attention. Right. You don't know your kids when you got that many. Well, and yeah. I also think like, man, like, I don't know. I I tend to like, 
I tend, I, I had a lot of problems with my dad. And as mm-hmm. I've gotten older, I tend to give parents the benefit of the doubt and just think like, they're doing the best they know right. how. And right. like, my guess well, is it worked like on my older brothers. Are, yeah. My, your parents are probably yeah. like, I don't know. Like we want them. We yeah. want our, we want to make our kids like be members of society. Let's yeah. make them get their Eagle Scout. Right. You know? And it's like, and, it's like, I get where they're coming from, but for you, it's like, you don't fucking want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do know? that. I definitely was, I was a terrible student cause I had undiagnosed ADHD. Right. So sitting in class was just, Waiting to either make a joke or I'd fall asleep, like that. That those, well, because we'd have to get up early and like I, I, I'd stay up too late at night, and so like I couldn't pay attention in school, and also I had no motivation to do well in school because I hated school so much. The idea of going to college and having to do more school when I had no direction of what I wanted to do with my life, like there was no, there was nothing that I felt like I wanted to do that I couldn't just figure out on my own. Uh, which is like a little bit cocky and stupid. Well, but it, no, it's cool. Well, that's, that's that's a good realization because what are you not now? You're not fucking eighty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, I am. Just oh, <laughs> I, I can write it off as a bankruptcy. Yeah. Right, right, right. Chapter <laughs> um, eleven. It's that's interesting that what you said about the undiagnosed uh, ADHD and the um, not having trouble doing things you weren't interested in because this is real. This is really cool. Like my, my buddy, Greg stone, who's a comedian, really funny guy. Um, he has ADHD real bad. Mm -hmm. And, um, he interviewed, um, uh, one of the leading ADHD experts in the country for, for a podcast. And the guy was basically like, stop trying to learn new things. If you don't, like them the guy was basically like you won't be able to he was like with that with this diagnosis Mm -hmm. you need to take the things you want to do and do them because you have no capacity to do things you don't have interest in because you won't be able to drum up interest. Like, just fucking don't do it. And it was like, it really helped him. Because they feel so good right now. Because there's so many times when things have been like... Like even with something as simple as a TV show, when someone's like, "You got to watch the show; yeah. it's the funniest show." But if I can't get into it now, if it's a show that I like, like right off the bat, I will fucking watch it and like learn everything sure. I can about, or like a movie, or even a book. Like if it's a book that I like, I can read it in a day. Right. But if it's a book that I have no interest in, it will I will read the first ten pages, and yeah. uh, then do that again, and then do that again. And I go, nope, can't do it. Can't can't yep. concentrate, but yeah. You ever heard of the thirty three strategies of war? <laughs> Jimmy, 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 Jimmy was bragging to yeah. me. Jimmy was bragging to me about how he turned his life around. How he goes to the park every day and read a reads a book. And I started asking him what he was reading, and it's just like. Bill, it's literally like the reading list for the Aryan Brotherhood. It's like the <laughs> Art of War, the Thirty Three Laws Sun of Zoo, Power. Baby. Like, yeah, yeah. See, I, I read the Art of War because Patrice, O'Neill, like, I was a fan of him, and yeah, so like, yeah. I read. I'm like, these are not anything that applies to my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I I, like, I don't like. I guess he read it and it inspired him in yeah. some way. I read it and I was just like, uh. I don't think of people as my adversary yeah. every moment of the day. <laughs> and you're like, I don't <laughs> That's why it feels to you so much yeah. because everyone is my adversary. Is your adversary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I don't even have a horse. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> How can I flank him? How can I? <laughs> it wasn't easy read though because it's all like sectioned yeah, off pretty. Yeah, so it's like, like Confucius. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's but it's like the one where it's like it's like it's like. 
put your or put your troops on death ground. So he's like basically telling them to like make your fucking troops like have to fight for their life and you'll get the best results out of them. Yeah. Come in handy. Could it, Jimmy? Do you have troops? <laughs> Not yet. I don't want you to have troops. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah, don't. Yeah. We don't need you. Uh, to- I could be a decent child soldier leader. I could lead a child army. Yeah. I, if you were going to say a decent, like military leader, I would have been like, no, you can't, but you said child soldier leader. And I do kind of think you could. Cause like you're the, once, co- like, once he splits off this podcast to do his own thing where he gets like a Jimmy bunch Graham's- of 17 year olds to <laughs> yeah. be like, this is the guy yeah, he's yeah. got it figured out. He's, yeah. He's got that fight club mentality. Like, it's my spinoff podcast yeah. called Jimmy Graham's Thousand Year Reich. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great, Jimmy. So uh, you go, you, you, you went on a mission. I went right? on a mission. I went to the Philippines. And so I was, I, I, it took me a year before I was like, I, so I left when I was 20 instead of 19 yeah. because they have like purity clauses, I guess is a good way. Like you had to like, if you had sex or anything like that, you weren't supposed to go without repenting. And I had a girlfriend and we did, we didn't have like full sex, but we like did oral sex. Yeah. And so nice. I had to like tell, so that's a weird thing too. You have to like come clean to this guy that is just a guy. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not paid clergy in the Mormon right. church. Right. So he's the, he's the bishop right. and you tell him, what you did, and then he basically decides your sentence. He'd be like, basically goes home and jacks off thinking about probably, what you did. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, "Wait, wasn't one of my daughters? Was yeah, it?" Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, he's like, "Good, I can still jerk off to it." Yeah. But uh, it was <laughs> so I had to wait a year because of that. And so, so that's a one year what? sentence that's for a blowjob. So job? crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. so what was happening? Was it like, were you going to classes during that year? Like, like you, I mean, you just go to church yeah. still. And, and then, like, my grandma would up. come over yeah. and we'd talk. Like, she didn't know about the that stuff. Sure, she just, but she knew you were on a, she, she knew I was on a path. So she'd come over and yeah. we'd like go through the lesson plans that you have as a missionary that you're supposed right. to teach to right. people. And it was just the, like that that was so excruciating because we it would take me 25 minutes to go through each lesson it right. didn't take that long yeah. but it felt so long because my grandma's so sweet and so into the church sure. and that's all she ever so like that's the only connection she's ever had with me it was sitting with me for those that half an hour every once a week yeah. and to me she she loves it and i i think back on that it's like a terrible time well it's interesting cuz <laughs> like, like um you know some, it's a little bit similar much to my wife and her grandmother. They're not they're not Mormons, but mm-hmm. but like they, her grandmother's extraordinarily extraordinarily religious, and mm-hmm. they connect on that level. But my wife is not necessarily like there, so like in the same way. So it's like a hard. She like. She enjoys the time with her grandma. Like it's a weird. Yeah. Co- it's like a, it's like it's a tough thing where you're. Yeah, you're like, giving a little bit more of yourself to make them happy. Yeah, you're like yeah. I, I want to have this relationship. But this seems real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's <laughs> tough. So I, then I love going to the baseball game. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. Uh, I I go to the Philippines. Spent ninety days in. Provo again. It was like sixty days. I think it's sixty days in Provo. Like they give you like a crash course in the language. Right. So. I, that that's kind of what I was able to throw myself into. That's what kept me sane. Yeah, was learning to communicate was important to me. So I got really good at the language really fast because I didn't want to be in a foreign country that was already terrifying to me and also not know how to communicate with the people. Right, right. So that's like what I really focused on. And then I also 
really did try to convince myself, like, this is the true thing. This is what my parents, they're smart right. people. They know what's going on. So I really tried to, like, play this role and, like, be a good missionary. And for the first year, I was, you know, I was doing it. and right. But I was also a prick. I was, like, following all the rules, and it was making me so fucking depressed. Like, right. I'd never been more depressed in my entire life than when I was doing what they were telling me right. would bring me happiness. Right. Because yep. it wasn't what you were wanting. Now, yeah. were you... So how does that work? It's like you and one other dude, yeah, right? We, you get me like and a one partner. other dude, and we walk around, and we talk to people, and just try and get them to listen to these, what they call, they're called discussions, and then you're trying to get them baptized into the Mormon Would church. Would you ever get any? I got like a fuck ton. I really? Did, I got like 30 or 40. Wow! Because because you're in a country where they're, they, they're poorly educated, and they're looking for hope. And so when a couple of people come and they're dressed nice... You're pitching them hope, and yeah, like, even right. if it's not for this life, it's for the next life. Right. So they're like, "Yeah, we'll buy in on that." Oh, and God, so that's, way 40, this that's a huge, bullshit. that's yeah. a great convert. We had these guys uh, when I was working. Me and my brother were working in Alaska, and uh, the only uh, the only dudes we were friends with really, there weren't a lot of people our age. The only dudes we were friends with were Mormon missionaries, mm-hmm. and uh, they were cool and. Uh, but uh, we'd, we'd play Mario Kart. and uh, But, like, I think they felt like they had to do their job. Yeah. So, like, every time they came over, we lived in a little cabin, and, like, every time they came over, like, about 20 minutes in, they'd start on this pitch. Yeah. And my brother would pause the game, like, because my brother's yeah. older, my, so my brother, like, took responsibility yeah. for all for both of us. My brother would pause the game and go, I told you we're not fucking being Mormons. <laughs> And then we'd send then the guy back. All right, man. I just I had to try. You know, yeah. we got to report back. Right. Yeah. That's uh, we got to <laughs> yeah. we, we got to do the pitch. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of how it started with me going down the the route of being uh, disobedient, yeah. as they would they call it. Yeah. Uh, obedience was a big part of it, and like the, that's how you get your blessings. It was very karmic in a way, where they're like, if you're good good things happen kind of stuff. Or yeah. if there is a challenge for a reason, blah, 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 so it's going to bring you more blessings down the road, all this bullshit. <laughs> and I was about a year in, and I was trying – they have different, like, leadership positions too. Yeah. And I didn't get to the leader leadership position that I wanted to as fast as I wanted That's to. 40 fucking converts? Well, that was, that was after the whole two years. Okay. But like that yeah, – yeah. but. I, they just and, – and it really wasn't anything that I was doing wrong or anything. Right. Like, it was just like how the numbers shook out. Yeah. And so I was really bummed out that I wasn't uh, a senior companion yeah. first because I was working really hard and I thought I should have been – like <laughs> of, of my batch of guys that got there at the same yeah. time, I thought I should have been the first one to be a senior companion because sure. I was so good at the language and I was getting conversions and You're stuff like that. Cocksucker and elder, not yeah, me. Yeah. Right. Well, we're all elders, but it's just the, the senior companion I don't know was the goal. I know, I know. Uh, so I don't get that. And then I get wildly depressed. Sure. Because I'm like, all right, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. And it's still not working the way. Right. Is this some sort of fucking lesson God's trying to teach me? And then I also realized that I'm not well liked because I'm so strict with the way that you're supposed to do everything that. People just don't like me. And right. that felt real bad too. Yeah. 
because yeah. I'm like a fun guy. Like, well, you're I'm a pretty a very, easy. You're a very likable guy. You've always, uh, yeah. since I've known you, you've always been a very likable guy. Yeah. So that's hard. I I do not take well to not being like right. some people can be disliked and not give a fuck. Right. He, like Jimmy's yeah. able to, <laughs> Jimmy's able to pretend like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But like it, <laughs> it does, it does uh, burn. A yeah. Bit, it but, really, but like even yeah. people I don't, uh, even people I think are sh- horrible, mean people. Yeah. If they don't like me, it bothers yeah. me. Yeah. Like somebody I, that I respect, especially that yeah. hurts. Yeah. Well, so that's, other than that, yeah. I don't fuck. So in the, in the one person in particular that didn't like me was the, so there's, Two missionaries that they're called the assistants to the president. So there's yeah. the mission president, and that's the guy. He's like an older guy, and he presides over all the missionaries. And he'll pick two missionaries that have been in there longer, and they kind of help him kind of know what's going on in all the different uh, zones. Yeah. And this one guy just didn't like me, and it felt, and I was like, why do I give a fuck if this guy likes me or not? Right. And I was like real depressed. I was sitting, so we would. At this time, we lived in a, a house where there were six missionaries living there, and we all go out to our different areas during the day. But then at night, it was actually kind of fun because we all just kind of tell stories about the day. And, like, I started to feel, like, better about certain things, but I still real depressed about right. how, how much of a prick I felt like I was. Like, now, I felt like my dad. I now, felt like my yeah. dad, and now, that didn't make me happy. L- let me just jump in real quick. Like, so when you're all talking at mm-hmm. night, so you got, like, you're with a bunch of, of mission missionaries. How, about how about how many? Uh, hang out. So like, it, so in this house there were six of us. Okay, so there's six of you all hanging out. Like, to what degree at this point? I guess mm-hmm. is it like on the up and up? Like, does anyone ever say fuck? Like, does it? Is no, it, we it, had our own swear words. So like, <laughs> wow. nice. Can I learn yeah, them? yeah. Well, it'd be like you'd say fetch. But even uh, like there'd even be missionaries would be like we shouldn't say fetch guys because we're just replacing fuck with fetch. Uh, so I'd be like oh like so with a lot of frick and fetch and stuff like that and like you what, I'm gonna and fetch shiz you and you'd f- say shiz things like that like <laughs> okay. it'd be all these stupid words that you'd use rather than swearing and as like so as my progression happened it started with me getting super depressed. I'm like ready to kill myself. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sitting. We go up on the roof. We could like, yeah. uh, there's a ladder. We go up, and I go up there, and I'm just sitting there on the edge of the the roof, just like I think I might just push myself right. off. I might right. just jump yeah. and and just end it all. And then the logistics of like, how am I gonna get my body home? Right. Like that's yeah. kind of what stopped me from doing yeah, it. It's yeah. like. I don't know how they're gonna get my body home, <laughs> which I think they'd, they'd have figured it out. Bro. I know they would, they'd but it's a, home, but it's just one of those things where like I feel, I, I and, and it really was just I didn't really want no, to do it. No, it's weird. It. But yeah. when you're in that place, it is weird where there's like things start coming into your yeah. mind. Where you're like, who's gonna like? Uh, what if they find this in my drawer? Mm, I better yeah. not do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, and then like even that. like like. There's a lot of wild dogs in the Philippines. I'm like, I don't want my body to get eaten either. Like, yeah. I don't like that. Would, like, that's so that's specifically in my will. Yeah. I'd love my body to get eaten. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that was second. That that was the second time I had that kind of throw myself off of yeah. something. So yeah. before before Happy you didn't, by the way. Buddy. Yeah, thank you. Before I came clean about like the blowjobs and stuff, I had this big fight with my parents, and I remember uh, screaming. And my mom, like, I'm going to kill myself if I have to do this. Right. And she's like, how? And I was like, I'm going to throw myself off the roof. And she's like, it's not even high enough. <laughs> well, I mean, 
the thing, I'm like, dude. I'm like, I'll go ahead first. And she's yeah. just like. That's, that's a really, it's really funny that she said that. But also, like, man, for a 17, 18-year-old kid yeah. to have to go confess, like, yeah. his sexual history to it. Like, that's In a the lot. most shameful, like, yeah, not, dude, not like, hey, is this okay? Like, and like you know, like, I have stepkids that I've raised as my own. Yeah. And. They are sexually active, and we never had weird conversations because I never made it a big deal. Right? Like I was just like, "Don't get pregnant, be safe, don't right. do anything you don't want to do." Right. And so that, like, they didn't have any problem. Like my, my daughter would be like, "Hey, I gotta go to Planned Parenthood." Right. I think we might have a little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we might have had an oopsie, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, "Get in the car, let's go." Right. Like I, right. I didn't shame her about it or anything. Like it, yeah, the right. shit happens. Right. Do that to boys. That's where you create serial killers too. Just like a little fucking heathen. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, well, like Bill's saying, I mean, I could see how that could yeah. lead Dude, to like suicidal. Right now, or, yeah. If you fucking like got into my Google search history, <laughs> someone I'd, else would kill you. I'll fucking nope. <laughs> yeah. I'm out, baby. I'm checking so, out. So, so you're so you're on that roof. You're having that thought. Do you is that like a turning point? Yeah, that's that's the turning point. And I so what I did is. Like, this is in the middle of the night. Everybody's yeah. sleeping. So then I just, like, was, oh, fuck it. I'm going to jack off and then go to sleep. And so <laughs> I, I, I jack off. I go to sleep. I feel much better the yeah. next day. And I just start going kind of, like, I just relax a little yeah. bit. And yeah. then uh, then I get sent to uh, another area. And are you, are you uh, sorry to interrupt, are you not, you're not, you're not supposed to jack off. No, right? no, no, no. It's no. a big no, no. It's a, it's 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 not like a big note, but like they don't want you yeah, to. It's like it's, it, and then like I kind of realized that because I, I ended up telling my mission president, I'm like, hey, I, turned he's like, just keep it under control. Like he's kind of <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. he's like, don't you know? It's, it's a release. It's fine. Yeah, don't like, tell me yeah, that. Don't again. Say, <laughs> kind of thing. Smoking weed. Yeah. He's like, is this a problem? Problem or is it like you're doing it like yeah, to yeah, maintain right. the? Point? And I was like, okay. So that 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 was a nice little relief right. there. So I'm like, right. okay, I'm not the biggest piece of shit because everything s- felt so life and death with sin to me. Right. And then once I realized, like, okay, there's gray areas here. And I'm like, well, let's push the envelope a little bit. And there's a lot of weird stuff with the Mormon church that you're like, especially when you're missionary, they're not supposed to do. And is looking back now, I'm like, oh, this is all insurance liability stuff, sure. but they sell it as sin or like being disobedient. Yeah. So one of the things, well, we weren't allowed to watch TV or m- movies or music or anything like that. So that's kind of where we, we, we started, like me and this uh, other missionary, Elder Baldwin, we started going to movies and then we started buying like bootleg DVDs and we yeah. bought like this little tiny TV and we'd, that's what we do. We go out and do the work during the day and then at night we'd relax and watch Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, we just wanted to fucking feel a little more normal. Right. And then we went and saw Matrix Reloaded and like when I found out that people in this country hated that movie, it blew my mind. because I'm like, did? That, that's, that's like when I came home and I was like. Matrix Reloaded. Let's talk about it. Everybody's like, well, we didn't like it. What? And I was like, what the fuck? I love that movie. That was Is that like, the second or the third? That's the second one. Because they're all amazing, but yeah. I love the second one. I love the second one, too. And I fucking uh, was so, – and seeing it in the theater after – and I love movies. Yeah. So seeing it in the movie theater after I haven't seen a movie in like a year yeah. is just like the best day of my life. Oh, yeah. And we're kind of bragging about it. So we get in trouble because someone rats us out. And then I kind of had this up and down – missionary career from then on but then I, I get to a point where i'm like a leader so there's different leaders there's district leaders and there's zone leaders yeah. and i get promoted to zone leader because i was good at giving presentations and stuff like that and it's kind of the origins of me doing comedy right. because i didn't care about teaching 
the uh, about the gospel, but there were good lessons to teach. Right. There's good, you know, parables with all that. Sure. And so when I was able to make that my own, tell my own stories and kind of present those like ideas of being a good person, I, I was all for that. I right. like that. And so that's that's why I became a, a zone leader. But while I was doing that, I was also going down the, the disobedient path. So me and this other missionary got we got phones, we got girlfriends, then we got some more like I got a bunch of girlfriends. He 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 kind of <laughs> stuck with one. Yeah. And then, uh, like, one day we went to a little resort, like a cheap little Filipino resort. Yeah. And you weren't supposed to go swimming as a missionary because they said that Satan controls the seas. We, we all know that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I pretty don't. sure that's Poseidon, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we weren't supposed to go. But we go to this resort and, like, we get these little, like, private cabanas. There's nobody else even there. So me and my girl going one the other dude and his girl going one, but all the other missionaries are like, where are you guys at? And we're like, come here. And so like other guys that weren't as disobedient, but they would like kind of fuck around a little bit yeah. came and met us there. And like, we all went swimming. Yeah. And it was one of the funniest things to be like, okay, it's just a bunch of dudes from America going on a water slide, but they felt like they were doing the baddest shit they've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Like the hell's <laughs> angels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so that, that was fucking hilarious to me. And then, uh, we started going to strip clubs, and I drank. Yeah, <laughs> getting ready to go down the water slide. <laughs> uh, I got a Spider-Man DVD, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bootleg. <laughs> so we we started. Uh, we went to a strip club. Uh, we brought the strippers back to oh, our I place. I bet a Filipino strip club. Dude, they're great. So I bet good. I bet five dollars gets you all sorts of. Well, I got my dick sucked for thirty. That's pretty good. But I didn't go back to the room. I just had her suck my dick in front of the other missionaries because sure. I didn't feel I didn't feel like safe going to the room. That's a boss move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that I'm, was, the uh, yeah. I'm the zone leader. I'm the zone leader. That was the day when they're like, oh, Bill's on some different yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill is being very disobedient. <laughs> yeah. He's passed water yeah. slides. Yes. So <laughs> from water slides to get your dick <laughs> sucked in, in front, front of, of my them. friends. Yeah. yeah. That rocks. And uh <laughs> So so then, like, we got to know some of the strippers came over one time. And then, like, that's when it all started to fall apart. When they came to our house, our landlord ratted us out because they weren't Mormon, but they knew we weren't supposed to have, have girls over. And that's when I had to come clean on everything to the mission president. And I took the whole blame. Like, sure. I, I didn't say yeah. anybody was doing anything else. I just said, right. like, I've, I've, I've been fucking around doing stuff. Yeah, like, I watched Spider-Man, went yeah. on the water slide, and got my well, dick sucked in front of everyone. Well, at first, I just told them that I kissed a girl. And then <laughs> later, like, they, they had this whole, like, disciplinary meeting. Yeah. And that's where they excommunicated me. Uh, and the only reason they had the disciplinary meeting is because I was telling people that the church wasn't true at that point. Okay. Oh, like, and so, so that was really getting around. Down. Yeah, I was like, guys, none of this fucking matters. None of this oh. stuff is is ha- like it. it you just had doesn't, seen the light. Like, there's no, there's no real facts that we're, the we're devil living doesn't through. control yeah. the sea. Yeah, the devil. Like, none of this stuff he matters. controls it all. And so then one of the guys rats me out on that, and they're right. going to bring me in, and they're just going to disfellowship me at this point, yeah. which means like. You're like demoted a little bit, down, but yeah, busted but, down to private. Yeah, and then I was like, "Well, while I'm here, let me tell you all this." And it's actually a lot more emotional than that. Like I'm like yeah. bawling, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Here's all the things I did. I don't know about this church anymore. Like I'm yeah. just, I just got to get it all out there." Yep. And so I tell them everything they do. They kick me out of the church immediately. I, I get sent home. 
a week before I was actually supposed to go home. So if I could have like kept it tight for another week, I would have gone home. My parents would have been like, oh, you're a good missionary. You did it. And like been, but instead I come home a week early. They got, they make me take off my, my garments, the magic underwear. I can't wear those anymore. And that like starts me down the path of doing comedy uh, because it's like, you know, back to the ADHD thing. Like I, yeah. I couldn't go to college. I didn't want, like right. I signed up, I was looking to, and I was like, I can't do this. I well, can't put my time into that. So I just threw myself into comedy uh, right when I got home. Let me ask you this. So you were, you, you didn't quit. You were, I mean, you probably would have, it sounds yeah. like, but you were excommunicated yeah. by them. And yeah. the, and is in the Mormon church, is that permanent? Is there a way back in? So it's not permanent because I actually did get rebaptized a year later because I was still living with my parents. So I had to go through the motions. Yeah. For the most part, for the next year until I I moved out, and so I went through their repentance process. But again, I was doing like real half-assed. Like I was just doing the bare minimum to show face to like make sure that I wasn't homeless. Yeah. And then once I got, I moved uh, to Tremont right over here actually. Yeah. uh, In two thousand and six, like so, get home halfway through two thousand four, do comedy. Start working the road within like a year, yeah, and that's when like I, I was like, okay, I can I can do this, right? And then uh, 2006, I had a pretty good schedule, and I I was working at the Improv a lot, and I worked there as a doorman too on weeks that I didn't have yeah uh, stand up, and so I was like it was going pretty well, and like that that day that I moved out of my parents' house into that Tremont apartment was the last day I ever did anything with church, really, yeah, and um. I think this will be the last thing for today because of time, but I'd like to, would you, uh, not, it doesn't have to be next week or whenever, but would you come back and do a Bill Squire part two? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think you, there's a lot more I want to touch on yeah. with you. It's just, because I got all the stepkid years and stuff. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I want to talk about yeah. that. I want to talk about I radio. Some more of those fucking yeah. Mormon customers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 this is just fascinating stuff. But the last thing uh, today I want to talk about is what, how, because you know, I we've been talking to people, and like mm-hmm. you know, everyone seems to have a varying level of where they're at, mental health wise, and a lot of it, a lot of it seems to come back to family relationships. Yeah. And so, what um, impact did that have with your family? It it's it's strange because it made things worse but also made them better yeah because it's a lot more honesty now right so like i i i realized how much i was doing just to try and appease my parents and now i don't have to do that in the same right. way so we kind of get to just enjoy and love each other for who we are <laughs> yeah. versus what we think we're supposed to be and at times too it, like it, it like i don't like that i couldn't be honest and i like hurt my parents feeling so Badly, right? Because it meant so much to them for me to be Mormon and and do everything that they had. You know, they provided me with a good life. It's not like they're bad yeah. parents. They just had different ideas, and I just I can't really go down that path that they wanted me right. to go well, down. Well, it's, it's also interesting because, like, I think I was reading that someone's frontal lobe is not done fully developed till you're twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be like. Mad at yourself for not being more honest, right? When you were like 18, 19, because it's like you're you, you are you're, you're you have no child. idea how to do it. You're a yeah. child yeah. and you're listening to your parents. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. You're a little bit older. You're you're you have some. You can fuck. You can mm-hmm. drive a car, but you're still a kid. You yeah. know, like it is hard to be to 
speak those truths to your and you're still well, reliant on your parents absolutely in a lot of ways, and you know? and they and that's the thing too is everything was kind of conditional on being a good Mormon. Right. So like, I didn't know that like, if, if I did a certain thing, I thought they were going to cut me off and never talk to me again. Right. And I didn't want that. And there was a time, like the, the most honest conversation that I've ever had with my dad was probably, I think it was probably 2008 or 2009. And he just sat me down and he was like, this Obama this is, fella. This is when he, huh? <laughs> can you believe this guy? <laughs> Some people's we can do a lobes. whole. <laughs> sorry, some people's frontal lobes never develop. Jimmy Graham, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, so he he sits me down, and this is when they find out that I haven't been going to church. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't tell him, just, but yeah. I just stopped going. And and he just asked me. He's like, he's like, so you haven't been going to church? And I was like, no, I haven't gone for for three years. And yeah. he says, do you even believe in God? And I said no. And like it was it was so natural to just say it, right? Like, I couldn't, like, hold back anymore. Right. Like, I couldn't be like, oh, there's some sort of guy. I'm like, no, right. it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And that's the last time we ever talked about it. And he didn't ask me a follow-up question. He just goes, okay, my son doesn't believe in God. I do. And that was that. That's kind of, kind of nice. Best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, I mean, you hear so many stories of people. Yeah. You know, yeah, estranged. So, you know, like, and and we are yeah. we're like estranged to a certain point where like we we still see each other and we have a good time, but yeah. we just know there's certain things that sure. in our in a relationship that we don't talk about. Right. Like I can't talk to him about politics because he is too far down this. Like he he's not QAnon, but he's like that that way. Right. And right. he's he's into conspiracies, but it's because he's got every have everything lined up with these bananas religious beliefs right, that he has right and so that helps him feel like he's doing the right thing and like he's a good grandpa he's a ni- nice guy so as long as you don't bring that shit up y- you can yeah, enjoy right. him i was um he took he could have got you back into it too if you would have just asked one follow-up question where he's like do you believe in god bill you say no and he says have you ever seen billy joel live at madison square garden <laughs> Because if that's not proof that there is a God, then I don't know what is. Well, we are, he already took me to see Billy Joel at Richfield Coliseum, so. <laughs> I, uh, we were at Dream Store, 1991. I, um, you ever I seen did, Madonna live? I, 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 I wrote, uh, for a little bit, I wrote for this really, like, fucking low-level uh, reality TV production company. And uh, they uh, like their big hit, their big hit was like Bigfoot Hunter. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, I wrote on this show called Amish Mafia. Oh, I watched that show. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, all, really? Whole, yeah. 100% fake. Of course, yeah. The whole yeah, thing yeah. was totally fake. Wait, ever, you're saying that ever, the, I, the uh, Amish aren't really mafia related? Oh, no, no. I watched the, what's the Amish one where they sent them into the city? Oh, that's it, like Breaking Amish. Yeah, I watched that, that, that one. No, that's yeah. a quality show. Yeah. I was on, I was on the show. <laughs> version of that but another one they were working on when i got fired i got fired because uh (laughs) they basically uh they basically were like stringing along this uh like guy in florida who was like a prepper Mm -hmm. you know like a doomsday prepper they were and he was he was slow like he was he was mentally disabled and they were stringing him along, saying that yeah, he probably had more money than any of us combined. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were stringing him along, telling him they were going to do a zombie hunting show with him, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, 
he was talking to me on the phone because I was like helping to kind of design what it would be because they they were like everyone loves Bigfoot Hunter we're gonna do the zombie hunter I'm like oh there's no zombies so this is gonna be tough but uh, we'll figure it out but he tells me he goes <laughs> no Bigfoot either the guy zombie. goes so I'm gonna quit I'm gonna this sounds good I'm gonna quit my job down at the Circle K and I and I go hey man I gotta be honest with you. A lot of times, like, these things don't happen. Like, just keep your job. Like, just kind of being a good guy. Yeah. And, like, like, three days later, there was, like, the boss comes, like, screaming through the office, like... Who told that motherfucker this might not happen? Like, just for being a good guy, they fired me because yeah. I told uh, some slow guy not, not to, to quit, quit his, his job, job. for a show K. that yeah. never did happen. Right. But, that, but anyway, one of the shows I worked on was a Mormon show, and I don't know if you're familiar with this. It was about couples where the husband had what they called SSA, and that was same-sex attraction. Oh, man. <laughs> so it was like, it was so sad because it was like, dude, you're gay. You're gay. It's just fine, be, man. It's fine. Yeah. But it was like, they called it an SSA. Mm. They went to meetings. They yeah. were like open with their wives. And their wives were like, my husband's dealing with his yeah. SSA. I'm so, so impressed by his strength <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. shit. Oh, he's man. really being honest. And yeah. it's like, no, he's gay. He's just gay. just stop like, it. No, I like this. <laughs> We've been having issues with me (laughs) on this podcast. Now I'm just going to say SSA. Uh, but uh, Bill, I mean, I can't thank you enough. And I want thanks to for do, coming, buddy. I yeah. want to do a part two. Um, so check out the album Bam Bam, uh, and, and check out. Uh, I think, I think, I believe, if you're not in the Cleveland area, I think you can listen to the Alan Cox show online. Yeah, right? you can listen to it. So we do a YouTube stream, and then we also do they. We there's a live stream of it on uh, iHeartRadio while we're on live. And then also we just we podcast every episode too. Great. So there's lots of ways to check it yeah, out. Yeah, and, and it's the super fun. Bill Squire show as well. Yeah, podcast. and so but check out where isn't that available wherever every, yeah. wherever you get. So Bill Squire yeah. show wherever you get your podcast. And we're gonna have Bill on again for part two because we barely made it through like. I don't yeah, know. I'm the just age starting. Of 24. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm think. like 22 at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So we got so we got that. more build to come. Uh, Jimmy, what's that date at Coda? I'm running a whole new hour. It's going to be all brand new stuff. Uh, nothing that has been on my album. Uh, I believe it is uh, October 23rd, but it's going to be nothing that was on my last album. All full new stuff. So it's probably will be bad, but. Uh, <laughs> It's at least going to be new. Um, yeah, it's 23rd at Coda in Tremont. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's going to be fun. It'll be and opening for you. Here's the thing, guys. I know you hear it on the fucking bumpers and all that shit, but it really does help us, especially it helps Jimmy. Jimmy's a guy that needs help. If you uh, <laughs> rate the show, review it, uh, subscribe. Leaving a review would be huge. And then if you like it, Here's the thing. The Patreons have a little bit of a different feel. It's mostly, it's usually just me and Jimmy, and they get real intimate. Like, real, <laughs> like we always admit shit that we're both embarrassed about. So go to patreon.com, uh, shitbrains show, um, to sign up for that. There's a $5 level, $10 level, $15. It's, you know, it's standard Patreon shit. But yeah, I think you, I think you'd enjoy it. it it's, there's been some pretty great episodes lately. Um, anything else you need to, to plug, uh, Bill? Uh, no, that's all. I mean, and, and yeah, but get to the Patreon. I'm actually probably going to get onto the Patreon just because I like when you have people on, but I also like 
I want to hear more of Jimmy's brain. Yeah, that's, that's what the Patreon is really just an ongoing interview with Jimmy. <laughs> and I want to have some distance from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I feel like, like I know Jimmy pretty well, but it's I, I feel dark. like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, in, so yeah. Uh, it, Bill and, and I, uh, we, we host, if you're local, oh, we host yeah. a crowd work show called Jokes on You last mm-hmm. Sunday of every month at Hilarities. Um, it's and a blast. I think it's a ticking time bomb, but it's a blast. Oh, the time bomb's gone off. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple of months ago, we had one that like almost ripped the whole scene apart. But, fabric. Yeah, but. fabric. Also, I will uh, note that this we made it through an entire hour without Jeremy butting in. No, he did. Did he? You made a great joke, and then he goes, some people's frontal lobes oh, still aren't fuck. developed. I thought we got there. I thought we got through it. <laughs> oh, he didn't laugh at that. I'm just kidding, Jeremy. I'm you, just Jeremy. kidding. I love you. We love I you. was going to edit that part out. Now I can't. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much thanks, for Bill. listening. Hey, thanks. Hey, guys. It's Brendan. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Shit Brains. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You, you, you review it. You rate it. All of that stuff really helps the algorithm. Uh, throw us a follow at Shit Brains Show on Instagram and Twitter. Shit Brains Show uh, uh, on YouTube. You can email us your questions at shitbrainsshow at gmail.com. We even have, uh, for you hardcore fans, a Facebook group where you can go and you can chat and meet up with other fans. That's uh, Shit Brains Show on on Facebook. So, um, and then of course, if, if you really like it and you want some bonus content, we're coming out with a, a bonus episode every single week, plus a lot of other bonus content. You're going to want to get on there and check it out. Go to patreon.com/shitbrainsshow. Later, shit brains. <laughs> <laughs>